And I think that also has a lot to do with believing that God gives you the talents that you have because then it's no longer a competition to see whose is better, whose is worse, or who can do this better, who can, like, you know, doesn't know how to do this yet. It becomes kind of this, uh, those, those people who we look up to are no longer competitors, but people who can push us to do better because we want to reach a level that they're at. Um, they want, we want to come to that place in life where we experience the same thing because we get to see it and see how great it is. Welcome to Proven, a Weimar Academy podcast. My name is Rachel Gitter, and I'm a senior here at Weimar Academy. Today, we're going to have Robin Bermudez share with us his thoughts on how to use our talents for God. Welcome, Robin. Great to be here. We're happy to have you. So, one of our first questions that we'd like to ask is um, something very obvious, but we want to know your insight on it. So, Robin, what is a talent? Well, according to Google, a talent is a natural aptitude or skill. In my experience, I find that a talent is more something that God has given us to use for His purpose, and not just something that He gave us so that we can do whatever we want with it. Because our bodies don't belong to us. In 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 and 20, it says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So in this verse, it's talking about how we don't have control over our own body, mm. but it's talking about how it is God's temple, and it's up to God what He wants us to do. And the talents that we have are gifts from Him so that we can glorify Him. So that would be the definition of a talent, at least for a Christian. For a Christian, yes. That makes sense. Do you think you can find or develop your own talents? That's kind of a hard question. <laughs> um, I think because we definitely have talents that God gave us. And some of them are quite apparent. Like you start doing something and all of a sudden you're very good at it. And yeah. then other ones require more more practice, more patience, more diligence to do. But I think in a way, you can. Because in the parable of the talents found in uh, Matthew 25, the servants, it's up to them whether or not they multiplied the talents that they were given. So when they didn't use it and the one who hid it, um, he was only stuck with that one talent. But the others who continued to use their talents, they, it was multiplied. So in the same way in, in our lives, it's up to us whether or not we will multiply our talents or not. I really um, like that. It kind <laughs> of gives us like a creativity to work with. I don't think God specifically said we have to only be good at these things I gave us I think he gave us a wide variety to choose from yeah, and I think that could be considered a talent in itself like being like or wanting to be able to work towards gaining those mm -hmm. new yeah. skills and talents mm -hmm. yeah like learning learning is yeah, learning yeah itself. exactly learning which um we've been going to school together for like three years I think it is and that's something I've always seen you do is you're always very willing to develop a new talent or 
find a new interest. And then when you do that, you put your whole heart into it. You, you're always like, oh, this is so cool. And you focus on that very hard. Um, do you think that that has anything to do with the way you grew up? I think it does because like when I was growing up, uh, this is before like we had phones and technology and stuff. And so I didn't really have that much else to do except to just find something to actually do. <laughs> like I remember when I was younger, I would just find pieces of wood. And then I'd be like, oh, this is, a I see a chair and it's made of wood. And so I'm like, what if I take these scrap pieces of wood and I put them together somehow with glue or with nails and I tried to make a chair. It was kind of a disaster because uh, my brother sat on it and it just fell over. <laughs> <laughs> and I was kind of mad because I worked really hard on it. But <laughs> it was just doing stuff like that that led me to find passion in learning new things. And what I realized is the learning curve is the hardest part. So like, no matter what you do, when you start a new hobby or you start something that you've never done before, it's always going to be hard. So when I when I start first started learning piano by chord, so I've been p playing piano for around nine, ten years now, since I was seven, and I'm almost eighteen now. So when I first started playing that with chords, it was a lot different than learning it with notes because up until about two years ago, or even a year ago, um, I would only play the piano based on the notes that I saw in front of me and that was it. But then I looked at Charlotte, my brother, and he he doesn't use the notes at all. And I was like, wow, that's actually really cool. And in a way it's much more useful because you can play for like song service and you know, you can be a, a lot more creative with it. But when I first tried to learn it, it was really hard. Like I'd be like, how do you know which chord to play next? And then I just kept practicing and it's the practice that counts because if you find something and it's hard, but you don't give it your all or you don't, and if you're not diligent and you're not determined to get there, then it's just gonna go away. So it's when you're learning and when you're struggling that that's the most important part. That's the most important time in learning a new talent or a new skill because if you don't work through that then that talent is just gonna simply fade away but if you work through it and you get better at it and you start developing those necessary skills and that's when it becomes beautiful that's when it becomes like enjoyable so instead of it being a chore it becomes something that you actually want to do and I think that's one of the beautiful things about learning new things is it just becomes enjoyable after a while and even though for some people it may seem daunting like a daunting task to you it's not really because you're just doing what you love to do so Robin can you explain to us what a healthy mindset looks like towards uh, having a lot of talents or wanting <laughs> to learn more talents one of the hard things with having so many skills is pride like you feel self-sufficient and I think the hardest part in that is just saying you know what these talents aren't mine mm. uh, these are given to me by God and he helped me develop these and 
I think the 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 mindset that everyone should have is that nothing that you have is your own, and you didn't do anything by yourself. Everything that you've accomplished is a gift from God. So you're talking about being confident、um, in the talents that you have and how that leads to pride. I think another perspective is the insecurity that sometimes comes with either having talents or not having talents.、Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Struggle with feeling like they're good enough, or that they can do things that people find special or important. And I think、um, your solution to that, which was realizing God has given you those talents, and that they are not for, they're not yours, but they're God's, can help with that insecurity as well. Because you realize that you are not the one who is in charge necessarily. You're merely there to experience and enjoy and struggle through those talents and learn. How to really、um, develop them and then use them for God's glory. And again, I think that can also go in the way of those who feel like, and I've experienced this too before, where like you feel like you can't really do anything,、mm. and you start feeling like really useless, like you you don't feel talented、mm. at all, like everything is just so hard. But then if you realize that, and then you have, and then you realize that it's God that gives you the abilities,、yeah. then you realize that oh, you know, I can't just do things on my own. I think that、um, that's also a very important part of learning how to use our talents for God because He's given them to us in the first place, and then we get to use them for Him. So、mm-hmm. all around,、uh, it's not only benefiting God or others, but also ourselves. It's really for us. It's a it's a gift that He has given us to help us enjoy life more. Yeah, and it just takes all that pressure and all that、um, feeling of if I can't do this, then I'm worthless. It just Takes all that expectation, all that pressure away, and it says, "You know what? God is the one in charge of my mind, in charge of my body, in charge of my talents, and so I don't have to actually worry about whether or not I'm good enough. It's just, you know what? God will give me the power to be able to do whatever it is He wants me to do." Yes, I really like that. Growing up, I was raised in a family where. I looked around and I just saw that everyone was basically good at what they were doing. So like, the three of us would play basketball, and usually it was always just the three of us who were exceptional、mm. or something like that. Or、uh, people would always tell our parents, "Wow, your kids are so talented, and you know it's so great that they're able to do all this stuff and whatever." And that always led. To me, feeling like I have so much pressure, I have to be good at whatever it is I'm doing. Otherwise, like what happens to our reputation? That created a mindset that I am my talents, which is not true. It felt like I was only what I was able to do, right? And instead of me being kind of a real human being, it just became like almost a robot where. You know, a robot has a—they're designed to do certain things really well,、mm-hmm. and that's all they're supposed to do. And I had almost the same feeling where people only liked me, people only were friends with me because I was able to do all this stuff. Like in the church, it, it becomes kind of apparent when you have weekends where on Friday you have. Like a lot of people asking for haircuts, and then on Sabbath you have two special musics because in the morning、uh, the academy has their 
early morning worship service. And then after that, I have my regular church service over in, in Colfax, where I have to do special music there as well. And then that night, I'm supposed to help with the class vespers and helping to lead out in that. And then the next day, uh, we go skiing. But even then, like, it's still fun. But then I have to make a video for that as well. It created a mindset where I felt like the only reason that I was around is because people needed all these things from me. Mm. And recently, what I've been learning is other people can do it as well. Like, I'm not the only one who has these talents. Like, mm. for morning worship, um, I'm not the only one who can play the piano. Matthew can play the piano. Juliana can play the piano. Yeah. Eden can play the piano very well. Um, in terms of, like, media or video making, you know, Nathan Crumb can make videos, Gabe can make <laughs> videos. Um, I'm not the only one who has these skills. And so being able to say no is something that I need to learn to do better. So I have another question for you. Do you ever regret having talents? Or like, would you say that there were ever some talents that you didn't enjoy at one point? Or you kind of thought them useless? Or you kind of just got tired of doing? Uh, yeah, so like, maybe like playing trumpet. <laughs> I really don't like playing the trumpet, but I can. <laughs> and that's something that I need to give up to God. And then that I need to, to say, you know what? This is something that God gave me. He gave me the skill and the ability to, to do this, uh, to do this part in the orchestra or something like that. And I just need to be able to say that, you know what? This isn't my life. The life on here on earth, it isn't meant so that I can do the things that I want to do. It's so that God can work through me mm-hmm. and be able to use my talents for Him. And we see that many times in the Bible. Often there are very talented uh, Bible characters such as David. At first, David may not have seemed um, as you know gifted or, I guess, prepared for the position of king, but in the end, he was loved by all his people. And I think the reason why God also called him a man after his own heart was because David had these gifts and talents, but he had a passion and a love for God. So whatever God asked him to do, he did with all his heart. And laying those talents aside was sometimes part of that um, job that God had called him to do. When he was running from Saul, even though he was the one who had been chosen to be king, he had to put that aside and he had to wait for those experiences to happen where he'd get to use his good judgment and his love for people. And he had to run away from Saul, who was trying to kill him. So I think that's kind of all part of this journey that we have of learning where our talents and abilities are and then how to use them for God is learning when and when to let other people step Mm -hmm. in and do that as well. And something that somebody told me once is uh, about David. Um, he didn't say anything bad about Saul ever, mm-hmm, even yeah. though Saul was doing all these weird stuff. And David was the one who was the rightful successor chosen by God. Mm-hmm. He never put down Saul. He never said anything bad about him. He simply observed what Saul was doing that was wrong. Mm-hmm. He like noted that. And then when he, when it was time for him to become king, that's when he implemented that stuff. Mm. That's kind of, a, kind of a tangent where, like, you know, if you see something wrong, I mean, I guess there is a time and place to 
to call it out. Yeah. But not always. Not and in the in the same thing with David, he never called Saul out. He simply waited for the for God's timing, mm-hmm. and then implemented the things that he observed. And in the same way with our talents, we think we can be better than somebody else. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean to just go up there and be like, you know what, I'm better than you. It's better to wait for God's timing mm. instead of thinking, you know what, I think this is the right time. It's better to see opportunities open up and then say, okay, this is the time that God calls me to do this. Yeah, and so that also plays into how to use our talents for God because God is um, going to call us when He is ready for us to use them. And that may be often, and that may be not so often. And we have to realize that everyone else is going through that as well. So when you mentioned uh, you don't always have to play piano for worship because there's other people too, uh, those people may be needing that experience or maybe needing that um, courage to go up there and do something that they might find uncomfortable. And that's God working in their hearts to um, teach them how to use their talents for Him. So question for all of you guys both of you guys (laughs) what are ways that we can glorify God with our talents I think one of the ways and I think one of the best ways is to just look for opportunities because you know opportunities do arise and sometimes they just show up out of nowhere what seems like nowhere but I think one thing that people often don't do and it's a sad to see it is they just wait Mm -hmm. right and they're just like sitting idly practicing doing whatever and just waiting for like the right moment and they're not seeking to go out to see what God needs to be done Um, I remember one time we went out to a my family went out to a church and we've never been there before it was kind of a small church and uh, we remember hearing the pianist it was literally just the bass note and the melody (laughs) and then I remember um, this is before I was able to play chords. So uh, obviously it was Sholo. Yeah, they were obviously like struggling. Mm-hmm. And it was impacting the worship service because it was obvious that they needed help mm-hmm. and they were looking for help. Mm-hmm. And so we looked in the bulletin and in the bulletin it said, but like something that they needed and it's one of them it said, we needed a pianist. Mm-hmm. And so like, after song service or whatever, uh, Shola went up to one of the church leaders. He's like, you know, I can play piano if you would like. Mm-hmm. And so they were very open to it. And they're like, sure, you can play for the last song. And I remember him playing and everyone, like the entire mood changed. Yeah. Because before it was like, oh, why are we singing? Or like, it was very, there was no inspiration. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he started playing, it seemed like everyone just started to feel better. And you can see like people actually singing because I guess the piano playing was good. Um, <laughs> and so afterwards, they uh, talked to Sholo and to our family and they were like, that was a huge blessing. We need more people like that to come out and seek uh, what churches need help or things that need to be done. And so from then on, he's, he played there every once every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like a schedule and then COVID happened and kind of stopped but it was just cool to see that 
if we go out and we seek opportunities, God will open those opportunities. Yeah, and I also think that uh, one way to glorify God is simply by preparing your talents and mm -hmm. developing them and just not leaving them ignored so that when those opportunities do arise, you're prepared mm -hmm. and you can um, use it to glorify God. Yeah, and I think we get to see that a lot, especially at Weimar, which is um, probably why sometimes a few of us often feel insecure about our abilities is because on this campus, there are so many crazy talented people. Like before I came here, I thought I was <laughs> decently, you know, intelligent, skilled. And then I came here and literally, I don't know one person who can't play the piano. Um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, there's like, there's people who just have, have such crazy, amazing talents that they are so insanely good at. Like Pastor Irwin, um, you mm. were talking about how when Charlotte helped with song service, it lifted the mood of the congregation. They felt better. They felt like singing. Um, we kind of get to experience that with him. Uh, Pastor Irwin is just so good at playing the piano that everyone wants to praise God. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. before, sometimes, you know, we view hymns as kind of, you know, slow, kind of <laughs> boring. But when he plays it, he puts his heart into it and it becomes this experience where the words like stand out to you and you're like wow like this is this is what it's like to praise God through song and so we have these like examples here on campus of how to really benefit each other from our talents that God has given us with such a attitude of um of I guess appreciation for the gift that God has given us and not a pride or a dependence on self yeah and I like what you said about Pastor Irwin like really putting his art into it because you, well, you can tell he's glorifying God, it actually helps other people mm -hmm. glorify God too because it makes them want to put your heart into it. And like, I've, it's happened a lot, a lot of times before, like when Pastor Aaron's playing and then he keeps repeating the chorus. Yeah. Like normally, like it's kind of like, oh, all right, this song's getting old now. But like when Pastor Irwin <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> keeps replaying it over and over again, you start getting more and more into it mm -hmm. and you kind of just don't want it to stop because it feels really nice yeah. to uh, sing hymns that way and glorify God. And another aspect, I think, is sometimes when you look at those skilled, talented people, um, you have two reactions that you can choose. One, you can like be like, oh, I will never be able to be like that person. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just not that skilled. I'm not that talented. I don't have enough um, talent to be able to play like that. Mm -hmm. But what sometimes we forget is he's been playing for a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he practices every single day. And so I think instead of being like, oh, I can't do that. Like, how can I ever get there? It's He's too far ahead of me, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Instead of thinking that way, what I like to do sometimes is to just think, it would be really cool to get there. What can I do so that I can get better? Yeah. And, and be, instead of it being like, oh, I can't, Instead of it being discouraging, it becomes encouraging. Yeah. Where that is where you look at something and you're like, that is really cool. I want to be able to do that. And I want to be able to use my talents for God just like that. And then that's when you think, what can I do to do the same thing yeah. with my talents that I have? And I think that also has a lot to do with believing that God gives you the talents that you have because then it's no longer a competition to see whose is better, whose is worse, or who can do this better, who can, like, you know, doesn't know how to do this yet. 
it becomes kind of this, uh, those, those people who we look up to are no longer competitors, but people who can push us to do better because we want to reach a level that they're at. Um, they want, we want to come to that place in life where we experience the same thing because we get to see it and see how great it is. And then part of that also is seeing other people wanting to grow and develop their own talents and their own abilities that God's given them is something that gives me a great encouragement. And one of the greatest things is when I go there and I try to teach them because I've been in their shoes before. And when I try to teach them, it actually helps me learn that, that same skill even better. It's something like, um, I've heard teachers say they don't really understand a subject until they actually try to teach it. And when you try to teach something, that's when you learn it the best for yourself. And so I think the main takeaway for me is I try to learn so that I can teach. And in teaching, I learn myself. Hi, my name is Jaslyn Dunbar. We all know that we've been given talents from God in one way or another. For some, that means making good food, or playing music, or maybe producing media. Whatever it is, we've all been given talents, and we know that we need to use them. In Matthew 25, there's a neat story about people like you and I who were given talents as well. Let's begin in verse 14. Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one, he gave five bags of gold, to another, two bags, and to another, one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. And as we know, the man who was given five bags of gold went and invested his money and got five more bags of gold. And so did the man who had two bags of gold. Both of them invested. Skipping down to verse 21, his master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. And the same thing happened with the man who had two bags of gold. He also brought his other two bags of gold to his master. And his master again said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Verse 24. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came and said, Master, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed? Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers, so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. For whoever has will be given more, and they will have abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they will have will be taken from them. I find this parable to be a very interesting section. We all know that we've been given talents, and we all understand that the bags of gold in this parable represent talents that God has given each of us. 
For some, he has given more, and for some, a little bit less, and for some of us, maybe even just one. But nonetheless, we should all invest in using our talents. If you don't know what your talents are, we've all been given at least three types of talents. And these talents include time, influence, and skill. We've all been given time, and that is in our lives, our day-to-day -day life. It's important in our lives to prioritize things and to schedule our time accordingly, to use them for God the best way we know how. When it comes to influence, we all have friends and families, church members, people in our daily in our day-to-day -day life that we have an influence on, whether we're just interacting with them by waving at them as we walk down the road, or whether we sit next to them in class, or whether we serve them lunch, whatever it may be, we have an influence on all of those around us. And we can use that for God and his glory. Number three, the most thought of. Everyone has skills, whether it be music or speaking, academics, cooking, etc. Whatever it may be, we can all bless each other with different types of skills that we've been given. It is important that we use every opportunity that we have been given to develop these types of talents. Whether our talents are small or great, few or many, it's important that we not neglect or weaken or abuse in any way these talents that we've been given. In our day-to-day -day life, we're given opportunities that God has given us to use these talents that we've been given. God will send people into your life that you can bless them and be a blessing to them. He'll also give you opportunities throughout your day to invest in your talents, to better them, to use them with greater efficiency. It's important to deliberately set time aside throughout our day to educate ourselves on how we can better our talents and to use them better. It's important that we cultivate these talents so that we can bless others because in the end, we're just blessing God who blessed us with our life, our breath, and hope. He's given us everything. Why shouldn't we give him everything back in the best way that we know how? We should educate ourselves to make better use of our talents, to bless others. God has given us so much. Why shouldn't we give back to him? Little opportunities throughout our day, whether it be playing piano for song service in the beginning of the day, or simply maybe reading something in class, or helping prepare lunch, whatever it may be, we've all been giving we've all been given talents, whether it be time, influence, or some sort of skill. God has given us each a talent. Educate yourself on how to use that better. We should not neglect these talents. We should not set them aside or say that, nah, God, it's not going to work today. Like, I just can't do it. These are things that he's given us our strong points. Even if we feel that they're not what they should be, God has given them to us to use and to bless others. Whether it be a small talent or only a few talents, we can cultivate those talents and make them better and better. And the better we make them, the more we bless. Prove to God that he has not given these talents to you in vain. Because like in the end of this parable, he gave that man one bag of gold, but all in vain because he simply buried it. Don't bury your talents. Don't be like an ostrich burying your head in the sand because God in the end will take it away from you and give it to someone else. 
Use your talents so wisely that it will fulfill its appointed mission. It will be worth everything. You'll never be able to outgive God and you'll never be able to regret anything that you mean to give him. You won't regret giving God everything, every part of your day, and every friendship, anything, surrendering all to him will not be in vain. Benjamin Franklin once said, hide not your talents, they for use were made. What's a sundial in the shade? I think we've all been given the opportunity in different ways. I think we've all been given opportunities but I think we often neglect to see them because we haven't prayed and asked God to show us where these are. We bury ourselves and just say, no, I can't really do it. But opportunity comes and it will always come. But turning them down will be far worse than facing the hard practices that maybe spending hours, maybe playing the piano or just learning the hard lessons, you know, making mistakes along the way. Take every opportunity that God gives you. Say yes when people ask you to do song service or special music or playing piano in the morning or leading out in class, whatever it may be. Try saying yes. The worst thing that could happen is you mess up. But each time that you try again, you're getting better and better. With practice, perfection comes. God gives you opportunities throughout your day and I want to encourage you to take them. The worst thing that could possibly happen is you mess up. But every time we try, we're getting better and better. I mean, practice makes progress, doesn't it? I want to encourage you to use every opportunity that God sends your way. To use whether it be a small talent or a big talent, but to use it all for his glory. Give it your best shot, and God will do the rest. So there it is, proven. We hope you've enjoyed hearing about Robin's experience and that you are encouraged to develop your own talents and use them to the glory of God. We encourage you to share this with a friend, a family member, or anyone who could benefit. Hit subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, remember, God has given everyone talents. Discover what yours are, take the time to develop them, and don't be afraid to make mistakes.